There's even radio stations, I heard, that are calling Alex Trayman because they want to use his studios. Really? Swear to God. American stations? Yes. Wow. Well, let's find out right now. Here he is, a man that has become a dear friend to him, his whole family, Sippy and uh, his beautiful sons and daughters, Mr. JNS.org. It is the best place by a mile to find out what's going on in Israel every morning. Folks, go get it today. JNS.org is where you find it. Alex Trayman. And, Alex, uh, you can confirm that uh, now other radio stations in New York, if they're hearing about me in New York, around the country, I should say, want to use your studios, yes? Sid, that's right, but you were the first, and you'll always be the favorite. Ah, there we go, Alex. That's a perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> we did love it, man. We, we miss it. We uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, there was a lot of emotions, actually, that were going on during that week. Uh, there was some tension. There was some... A patriotism, there was some sorrow, there was some, and all you guys experience all those emotions every day. Every day, Alex, right? You know, this country's been living uh, October 7th for 130-something days running. Now it's up to 130-plus, wow. So, you know, you were on last week, and I thought it was a fascinating conversation. You were talking about, you know, B.B. Netanyahu, there is a fair number of Americans who don't know what's going on there daily, that don't like him, that think that he pushes too much, and they think he's definitely out. And you said last week, folks, slow down. Before you think BB is definitely out, slow down. Do you still feel that way this morning? I think so. pressure that the United States puts on Israel uh, towards the creation of a Palestinian state, thinking that uh, a Palestinian state could be the outgrowth of the worst terror massacre in the history of Israel by the Palestinian people, and now new sanctions that the Biden administration is putting on uh, residents living in those areas that you were talking about, Judea and Samaria, uh, which are considered disputed under international law. The more pressure that the United States puts on Netanyahu, the more likely uh, that Israelis are going to stand behind their embattled prime minister. Very early on in our relationship, which has blossomed now, but very early on when you were just, you know, you guys, and I hate to say this, you were still counting the dead and doing all that. Uh, I went right to politics, and I'm sure a lot of you folks in Israel were uncomfortable with that, maybe even you. And, and right off the bat, I started blaming Biden, his relationship with Iran, all the things he's done over the years. And early on, you guys were really all too willing, in my opinion, to give Biden credit because of that stupid you know, press conference he did uh, seven or eight days later on Fox News, we made up some bubble mindset about gold in my ear and said he was there for Israel. And I told you, Alex, I said, be careful. This guy, not one administration's, but two, has been in bed with Iran. You can't be both. You can't be pro-Israel and good with Iran. I think now you and others around Israel have come full circle and have come to the realization that especially today, even just today, Again, putting more pressure on Netanyahu, calling Netanyahu an effing bad guy a couple of weeks ago, that Biden is not really a friend. Fair to say? Well, you know, this is it's complicated because the United States is uh, Israel's most important ally, and most of its weapons, uh, you know, are come from the United States, and Israel's reliant on that. Uh, Israel, the United States continues to be the number one superpower, and it really needs the backing of the United States. So they're not going to be as confrontational as you are. Uh, and it's correct that uh, that it's been 
multiple administrations which have had bad policies towards Israel, which led to October 7th, which include the idea that the Palestinians should get a state on the tiny piece of property that Israel possesses, uh, and that uh, funding Iran would be a stabilizing factor. You know, both of those things really led to the breakdown, which caused October 7th. But the Israelis were hopeful that uh, on October 7th, that the Biden administration would realize uh, that Israel was their ally and they would jump to its support, and, and Israelis were, were looking for that. As this war is dragged on, I think we're starting to see uh, the real true colors uh, of the Biden administration come out. Uh, and I think now, <clears throat> sorry, that uh, many Israelis are not convinced that uh, the United States is the reliable ally that we hoped that they would have been in the beginning of the war. Yeah, no, listen, again, no surprise for me. I've been saying this since basically day two. I'm glad to see that other folks are starting to figure it out. Not not really. I mean, I wish that uh, America was in, you know, full in for BB and the Israelis. But, uh, and I'm not here to tell you I told you so. When I say you, I don't mean you, Alex. I mean the Israeli people. But I did tell you so. And uh, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Let's take a short break because Joe Biden is not the only Democrat in this country saying horrible things, horrible, about Bibi Netanyahu. In fact, it was Alex Freeman who told me about this other very popular Democrat politician. We'll talk more about these Dems and what's going on in the North, which could be a huge, and I mean huge, tragedy for the people of Israel. Alex Trayman, JNS. I'll be right back. CEO of JNS, JNS.org, folks. That's the only way to get the real news out of Israel. That's it. So we're talking about Joe Biden. Alex, you made me aware this week of another very popular Democrat politician who jumped into bed mouthing Bibi Netanyahu. Now, this person has been very pro-Israel. I mean, I don't really like this person. In fact, I dislike this person. But she's been very pro-Israel up to this point. And my daughter said, Dad, you can still be pro-Israel and badmouth Netanyahu. She goes, do you love America, Dad? I go, yes, of course. She goes, well, you badmouth Biden all the time. I said, you know what, Ava? You got me. Anyway, the person I'm talking about is Hillary Clinton. What's going on there? Yeah, so Hillary Clinton, 
Uh, you know, she she said in an NBC interview, I believe that uh, Netanyahu is is the problem. He's not trustworthy, and he needs to go. Um, and uh, so I, I think that she's, you know, likely speaking for many of the individuals that work in the administration. Uh, but it's not new because uh, Bill Clinton was very open that he tried as hard as he could in the early 90s to present to prevent Netanyahu from becoming prime minister. He tried as hard as he could to get Netanyahu out after he was prime minister for three years and got him ultimately replaced by Ehud Barak. He sent his political consultants out to do that. And of course, Obama also famously did everything that he could to try to get Netanyahu out of office, including using State Department funds to set up an organization called V15 in 2015 to try to get Netanyahu replaced by uh, Isaac Herzog, who's currently Israel's president. You know, so there's nothing new under the sun here. Uh, Democrats have not liked Netanyahu for a long time, and that's probably because uh, Netanyahu doesn't think that the creation of a Palestinian state is a great idea and doesn't want to see uh, the United States give foreign aid uh, to Iran, which just gets used to build nuclear weapons and to fund proxies, which are creating a ring of fire around the Jewish state. He's a thousand percent right. So just last week, the Secretary of State, that traitor Blinken, met with uh, Habas in Ramallah. Yesterday, Biden met with King Abdullah in Jordan. And the both of them are driving home, man, this Palestinian state, this two-state solution. It took Netanyahu, Alex, about five minutes to say, nope, ain't going to happen under my watch, which makes me love Netanyahu even more. I mean, I said it earlier. And I haven't talked to every Israeli on the ground, Alex, or every Jew here in America. But I have a feeling if you took a poll of all the Jews, all the Jews in Israel and America, in favor of a two-state solution, my feeling tells me it would be a pretty low percentage. Yes? Well, even when there was the prospects for peace, you know, it was a maybe 50-50 at best, uh, proposition about whether Israelis thought there should be a Palestinian state. But the formula was simple. It was called land for peace. Israel didn't have a lot of land, but they would be willing to give up some of it for the creation of a Palestinian state if the Palestinians could deliver peace in return. Uh, and then in 2005, Israel actually moved out of the Gaza Strip in full. They took 8,500 civilians out of Gaza. They removed their entire military apparatus from the Gaza Strip. And the Gaza Strip was the it was the pilot project for the independent Palestinian entity. 